Hello and welcome to the Music Creative Podcast with me, Hugh, or 93 Acres. This is a music podcast where we analyse what our favourite artists, songwriters and producers are doing so we can learn from their successes and mistakes. Some weeks I'll also have guests on from all different disciplines, from people who are live performers, whether that's folk bands or musical theatre, and we'll also have producers and mixers and mastering engineers in to give us the technical details on how we can improve our production. So if you're a music maker on any level, this is the podcast for you. I'm 100% concentrated on bringing you as much value as possible, especially, you know, on those details that you can't really be taught in school. Or, well, at least you're not taught in school. (laughs) I thought it would be a good idea to give you a quick insight into my journey on how I've become a full-time musician, touring the world in bands and choirs and working as a producer for the Irish Institute of Music and Song here in Dublin. Hopefully I'll do it without (laughs) sounding too big-headed. So we'll fly through it quick. So my music journey started off when I was only four years of age. My mother, God bless her, she's very, (laughs) very passionate about music. And she encouraged me to get involved as much as possible. Even where I I tried to refuse, there (laughs) there wasn't really an option. But you know, I'm very glad for it now. So I started violin when I was four, piano when I was seven. And from there on, it kind of took its, took a life of its own. But I really remember a specific moment when I was 13 in a talent show in first year, which is like your... I don't know, first year of high school for you Americans, I think. And I won the talent show playing a violin song. I think it was a, called Millionaire's Hoedown. Nice, fast hoedown. You know, you don't have to play it very accurately, but you can have fun with it. But uh, when I won that, people kind of knew me as the violin person. And it gave me a sense of identity. I was like, ah, oh, maybe music might be a, <laughs> a thing I could do. Uh. So from there, I started meeting up with some friends in school, in particular, Ben Connolly, who's a fantastic musician. You should check out his band, All The Look In The World. Super, they just have to release in their third studio album there. But I met Ben, and I remember at one particular moment, he told me about chords. And I've been playing music now for nine years at this stage. I was 13 or so. And I've been playing music for nine years, and no one had ever told me about chords, which sounds like madness, right? But if you're in a classical environment where you're just constantly learning pieces on piano and violin with no reference to chords, it was a mind-boggling thing. I was like, I, I nearly didn't believe him. To be honest, I didn't really believe him. <laughs> so I went home and asked my mom, have you heard about these things called chords? And she says, I did, and I have. And then I was mind-blown. But not only was there a thing called chords, if you picked out four of them in the right order, they would cover nearly all of the songs on the radio. This was pure madness. Anyway, <laughs> so since then, Ben's been a good friend of mine. I've been constantly playing music together ever since. But that's where I got into Garage Band. Ben had a nice fancy MacBook and we would <laughs> make loops and record things on his Garage Band. And we listened to him make stuff on Freely Loops the, before it was known as FL Studios. And that's really where I got into the production side of things. <laughs> Shout out to Ben for that. And then from there... I started learning guitar, really getting into, you know, guitar pedals, spending all my money in guitar pedals. Oh, God. You know how it is. You know, you spend hours in your guitar searches trying to find the right Gibson or the right Marshall amp. As I went through school, then I started picking up more instruments, saxophone, organ, baron, and just kept adding to the list of instruments I could play. Uh, It seemed like a game. I wanted to... (laughs) It was like Pokemon, catch them all. Gotta play them all. (laughs) And then when I was in later years of school, I met a great friend now, Stephen Lovett of Little Wolf Records. And he really became my production guru, where myself and Ben were constantly figuring out and finding out new things and messing around. Steve had already like made himself a serious producer. And I just watched him work for hours and hours and hours and try and learn as much as I could from him. And especially when I started releasing my first uh, singles a few years back. 
um, and he produced them for me. I was just shadowing him, <laughs> just watching his every move and just trying to learn as much from him as possible. And that's really where I started making the steps into the production. And I was like, okay, now I think I know what I'm doing. Thanks to Steve. It was a real transitional period where I was like, okay, I've stopped trying to learn new instruments. Now I want to make songs. So then I'd go off and I'd stay with my granny over in Mayo. And that's where the name 93 Acres came from. So she would stay on, or she, her house was on 93 Acres on a, <laughs> on a big farm. And I'd go over there and I'd loop violin things. So I'd play violin for her, but I'd have it looped into, it was Reaper at the time was the doll I was using. And I'd play in a violin and then I'd just loop one after another. And she, of course, all she could hear was one violin line at a time. So it sounded nice. It wasn't <laughs> all these lines at the same time. But that's when I started messing around with things. And that's where the name 93 Acres came from. And then when I get to college, I didn't actually take up music. You know when you get to a moment in music, I think we've all been there, or some of you might get there soon, or you're in that moment of thinking about it, where you have to see, is music your full-time career, or is it going to be just a passion? But for me, out of fear, I didn't do it in college, because I was like, oh, what if it doesn't work out, and then I'm, you know, stuck, which obviously, in hindsight, isn't a correct mindset. And that's something we'll talk about in an episode down the line. I think it's a really important thing to talk about. But at that time, I was like, okay, let me just do something that can get me a job, you know, the typical old school mindset. And so I did computer science and, uh, what did I do? Computer science and maths. <laughs> Nearly forget there. But while I was doing that, I was still part participating in like songwriting, music production with Steve. And then I joined the choir in the university. <laughs> and it was actually a super choir, it was a chamber choir, and we toured uh, America, we toured China, it was a pretty insane time, fantastic group of singers, lifelong friends, really, really great group of people, uh, all heavily invested in music, um, it was super time, and really great to get to know the deeper meanings of what it is to be a choir and how to voice uh, certain chords and stuff like that, you know, really delving into those choir details where you know you have the layer of melody and harmony, but then you also have words and how <laughs> the lyrics are running through each other. And even if they're not being said at the same time, it's just a whole nother layer of complexity that was really interesting. And it's really a point in time where I was like, oh, let's get more choir stuff into my production. So it was a really helpful time. And then from there, I was lucky enough to go on tour with Ben's band, Ben who I mentioned earlier, his band, All The Look In The World. So sometimes I go play violin and piano for them on their tours. And um, particularly we had a really great one, was it 2017, 2018? I can't actually remember, it was 2018. Uh, but we toured Europe for three months from September to December. And wow, what a life experience. Three months touring around Europe, everywhere, Germany, Switzerland, Netherlands, UK, Ireland, Italy. Yeah, it was amazing, really, really great time. And by then I was like, okay, maybe it's time to get back into full-time music. So then I finished college and I just knew I didn't want to, get, <laughs> I knew I didn't want to get a serious, like serious in inverted commas, a uh, serious job. I went, I actually did an interview for Bank of America. When I was in the interview, I was like, they asked me, why do you want the job? And I, you know, that was one of those moments where you're like, gee, I don't really want this job. <laughs> I have no interest in banking or doing computer science for a bank. It's, it's like not, not, not for me. At that moment, I was like, okay, no more job interviews. Let's just go concentrate on the music. So that's when I really got back in again to the production and I was teaching violin and piano teaching one-to-one uh, -one tuition. And so I did that for a year and a half until I was lucky enough 
to get this job that I have now in the Irish Institute of Music and Song. A really, really super place. But it's funny how I actually got that job. Is that lockdown happened. And I uh, started making YouTube videos. Because I've always had a mad passion for social media. And how to use it. Especially for, you know, our musical careers. Even though it's kind of seen, you know, sometimes it's like, oh, why do you have to do social media to become a musician? And that's another thing we'll talk about in a future episode. But I've, I just love social media so much and I love music so much. And I've always wanted to put them together. But I've just, once again, fear. I've had a fear of actually doing it. Just like starting a podcast. Had a fear of starting a podcast, but now we're just, we're just doing it. But I started YouTube, started making remakes of other people's songs just to test myself in production to see if I could do it but also to show other people that it's not that hard you know pop songs are usually broken down to simple songwriting things and of course there's a little layers of you know genius that makes it to the top so if you break it down for people you can give them an understanding of what production is and can make it make it easier to learn and then to you know replicate what your favorite artists are doing anyway so I started a YouTube uh, started getting a hang on video editing and it was from these videos that uh, the people at the Irish Institute of Music and Song, uh, the super CEO, Michael Dawson, a uh, great friend of mine, super, super person, saw my videos and he was like, here, would you, <laughs> would you want to make some videos for us? And I was like, of course. Yeah, so ever since then, thanks to YouTube, which is funny, I got the dream job at the Irish Institute of Music and Song and now I'm an audio and video editor while also doing YouTube and making podcasts and just trying to be an artist, but also a music educator my two passions at the same time which is really cool uh, i'm getting to learn how to do live sound <laughs> i was mixing for a jazz band the other night really really fun you know being thrown in the deep end trying to remember everything that steve lovett taught me <laughs> and still teaches me and it's just a really great place where you're just meeting people who are obsessed with music and music is their life you know they're playing for like symphony orchestras the best in ireland and like you know it's just or like they're <laughs> lecturers in music tech. You know, these are the top of the top people. And it's just amazing being surrounded by them because you learn so much. So I'll have to get a few of them on the podcast actually as well. I have so many ideas, so many ideas. One podcast at a time. I've done, I have the first five lined up. So we'll get those done and then we'll get some guests in. So that, <laughs> that pretty much takes us up to the present day where I'm starting a podcast where I can accompany you with this edutainment, <laughs> education, entertainment on your way to work or if you're on your treadmill, on your yoga mat or cooking a delicious meal or maybe even procrastinating from writing tunes. Uh, I'm here for all occasions. I have a YouTube channel as I mentioned. I have a Patreon, TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, the whole thing. <laughs> if, you're, if you're not online, do you even exist? Uh, I don't believe that, but you know, to, to some extent. But I'm here to help and if you have any questions, let me know on any of the social medias. Happy to help in any way I can. And uh, it might be really cool to do a Q&A podcast at some stage as well about anyone's questions. All right. So best luck with your music making. I'll see you back for podcast episode two in no time. Cheers. Hope you're keeping well.